This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, October 16th, halfway through the month, 2020. So the first month of the fourth quarter, we're going to get GDP numbers for the third quarter in, let's see, probably another week or so. Uh, So we'll look back. It's going to be a very good quarter because remember where we're coming from, the second quarter. So it's going to be a very strong quarter. But don't don't be misled that that means the economy is strong. Not necessarily. Just that we're growing in the right direction. We got a long ways to go. So we're moving pretty fast through the quarter, as we always do. It seems like time goes by so fast. Uh, and it has been a crazy ride all, all year. And I expect it to remain kind of... Actually, I think I think the market's going to calm down this quarter a little bit. I do. Because we're going to have... Pa- the election is going to be past us. And it's a, usually a good time of the year. The fourth quarter of the year is generally good. And, you know, I mentioned the statistics after... A presidential election, the market usually does fairly well. Doesn't matter who was elected, you know, uh, for the first six months, anyways. So, yeah, I think we'll be fine. I think everything's going to be okay. The market is right now struggling with direction. It doesn't know whether it should keep going up, down, sideways. So, my, my guess is it's a little bit sideways. That's my guess. And that is a guess I buy, by the way, everybody. I'm just watching the charts. And just based on past experience, what it probably would have. You need a catalyst. What kind of catalyst are we going to get? Well, the big catalyst we're all waiting for is, of course, the next spending package coming out of the government. We're not going to get that probably till after the election. So what's the other catalyst? Well, it could be a blowout earnings. We could get some earnings, but you know, I doubt seriously we're going to have enough to push the market up. Because it's going to be kind of a mixed bag. Some companies are going to do really, really bad. Some are going to do really, really good, depending on what part of the market they're in. You know, so so it depends. Anyways, the market today. Uh, I'm I'm Steve Peasley, everybody. In case you don't recognize my voice, and this is a podcast and radio program that we do every day, Monday through Friday, four to five Pacific time. We try to give you unbiased answers to your financial questions. Anything financial. We'll talk about. So, um, okay, so I had to turn off the phone, everybody. Sorry about that. Um, so, how did the market do today? Well, the Dow was up 112, but the NASDAQ was down 42. So, it was mixed. The SP was flat. Uh, so, not much to talk about. There was better. It started off well this morning, but gave all back by the end of the day. So time to give me a call. Want to talk to you. My number is 888-99-CHART. Anything financial, any questions financial, we'll talk about, okay? So let's go ahead and get started. Here's the first caller that came in earlier. Justin, I wanted to get your take on Mercado Libre as a potential long-term hold, M as in Mary, E-L-I. Uh, looks like they finally made money in second quarter of 2020. Uh, I was looking at it as a possible growth hold for uh, 10 plus years. Thank you. I uh, appreciate the podcast. Okay, it's done very well. It's at $1,271 a share. It was $600 a share in May. So it doubled from May to now. 
So uh, in my in my head, the first thing that comes to my mind is, are we too late for our, you know has has it made the biggest the big run, and I'm now not going to get a big run on this thing. Well, what does it do? It operates online marketplace for licensed commercial digital imagery for sale and media and marketing agencies. For sale and media market agencies. So it operates online marketplace. Makes money. has been making money. Um, it lost money in 2019. Made money in 2017. Made big money in 2016. But for 2018 and 19, it lost money. Uh, $1.80, $1.62 last year is going to make $1.15 this year, then $2.27 next year. So, what, what what makes it worth $1,271? Sales growth. Most recent quarter, 61% sales growth. It's been averaging about 60% for the last two years. You know, But it's been erratic. Some quarters big, some small, but always that nothing less than 20% growth in sales. Not a lot of debt. Uh, funds own about half of the shares. Sun, funds are big buyers of the shares. So the question is, can it keep up that growth? How do I evaluate a stock that's going to make $2.27, which is a 100% increase in earnings, by the way, from 2020 to 2021, but compare that with $1,271. So this is, this is a momentum stock, okay? And it's broke to a 52-week high today. So you just ride the ride. If you own it, you ride the ride as long as you can. If you want to buy it, well, you're taking a high risk, uh, and this is a place you, you, it broke out. I, I'd probably go ahead and put it on. But it should, you know, there's a lot of support right around $1,000 a share. It wouldn't be surprised for me to drop all the way down there. That's about a 20% retracement. Wouldn't surprise me if it did that. So this is high risk, high risk, high reward kind of stock. You listen to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. For investors, the need to remain vigilant never ends. We have to stay vigilant all the time. Lots of crosswinds, lots of volatility, lots of things to juggle. And depending on your age and how close you are to retirement, how much risk should you be taking? And there's only two emotions, fear and greed, that drive the market. Because that drives people, and they buy and sell based on fear and greed quite often. So we need to talk about it, how to control those kind of emotions. Your participa- participation in the, in the show is important. I need it. So we're taking your calls live at 888-99-CHART. What a difference a year makes. You've got finance and investment questions, and Steve Peasley is here now taking your calls live. Invest Talk, 888 99 Chart. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Charles Sacramento. He wants to talk about uh, Levi Incorporated. How you doing, Charles? Good. Or is that Levi? Doing, Good. So I'm uh, I'm curious about the company two six. Uh, the ticker is IIVI. Um, uh-huh. I am. I'm very interested in the, uh, you know, the future technology of the company and all of the possible customers it might have. I see it as a long-term growth stock, um, and I am just really curious about what how you evaluate this company and uh, where you see it going within the next five to ten years. 
Well, I kind of like the company. It makes modular laser processing heads, fiber optic cables, ultraviolet filters, and thermoelectric modules. Uh, it's a $4.7 billion company, so right around $5 billion. It's a $45.99 stock, and it's going to make $3.23 next year. Okay, it's going to make two fifty three this year. And I like it because the sales growth was up over 100% this most recent quarter. The quarter before that's up 83. The quarter before that up 94. The quarter before that up only 8. So it's gathering uh, momentum in sales, and it's driving price, uh, earnings quite high and has decent return on equity of 14, great cash flow. I, I think it's a pretty strong buy, uh growth company that has a decent value to it. I mean, it's not overvalued. So I kind of like it. It's not an exciting business, but it's in a growing business, growing sales, growing earnings, and it's hitting a lot of resistance right around 40, between 40, 46 and $50. That's where it's gone before, and it just has a hard time getting above it. And it has gone down, uh, 38 is a great buy point area, but I do like the stock. I think it's a good, strong company. Okay, and it's two two six. So that's apparently Roman numerals, not because uh, it says L I V I. That's a. Uh, I, I don't know. I think uh, I don't know. It looks like Livei Incorporated, but maybe you're right. I don't want to. Could be Roman numerals two and six. <laughs> so, anyways, thanks for the call, Charles. Appreciate it. my focus point today. The COVID-19 pandemic has made open enrollment research critical. Do you know what that means? Do you know what open enrollment means? About 157 million Americans rely on employer-sponsored medical coverage this year. And it could be vitally important. And you know why? We've got, got a lot of health care plans with a lot of different options. And open enrollment is up in the, from mid-October uh, to mid-December in these plans. So we got to talk about that. Other things might get too. Retail sales, you see the numbers? Man, it really blew out. Blew out. It was really big. Pfizer said they would apply for emergency use of their COVID-19 vaccine. That When? How about November? Hmm. Top 10 highest unemployment rate by states. You know what the states are the highest unemployment rates? Could you guess? Top 10. I'll give you the rates. I think that's an interesting thing to look at. Those are what we're going to talk about, but, but of course, you guys come first. Any calls you make, we will go there. So um, make your call. It's Friday, and I will share some highlights, my KPP Premium Newsletter as well. I usually do that on Friday. Uh, so 888-99-CHART is our number, 888-992-4278. Hi, Justin and Steve. This is Jamie from Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Love your show and been following your advice. Just recently started the process to go from a 30-year mortgage to a 15-year mortgage because of the low interest rates. Have about $110,000 worth of equity and I've really just been thinking about taking twenty or 25000 of that equity out and putting it into one of the top energy stocks such as Exxon or Chevron. I wanted to get your take on that. Uh, my wife and I are fairly young, so we're 
able to make a couple mistakes right now, but if we put it in for the next three to five years, I think that we might be able to more than double our money. Looking to hear your advice and listen on the podcast. Thanks. Well, uh, taking money, this, this is a difficult answer for me because I always, always, always tell you to pay off your mortgage before you retire. On the other hand, mortgage is so cheap. You can do, you could take a little bit of risk and probably make more money than the 3% mortgage rate that you're paying. But that's, remember, we're changing, you're taking very low risk and money in your house to much higher risk and money in the stock market. So you got to be able to, you've got to make sure it's worth your while. Now you're suggesting ExxonMobil or Chevron, ExxonMobil pays a 10.2% dividend. So if you have a mortgage of 3%, you can take that same amount of money in, that you're putting, you know, that the equity you have in the house. You can take some of that money and buy ExxonMobil and make 10.2% dividend. But what if ExxonMobil falls bankruptcy? Well, not going to, but, you know, that's the risk. There's risk in buying a stock. So if you're going to do it, just don't do it with very much money. And I cannot recommend not doing it either because... I think it always comes down to the smartest use of the money, and I think that's a pretty smart use of the money, you know, because the money is so cheap. Why do you think, you know, corporations borrow money when it's cheap like this, even when they don't need it, just to have cash on hand in case they do want to expand or buy a competitor or whatever? So I can't argue against it. I just fear that if I make that suggestion out there, people won't be paying down their mortgage. But you moving from 30 to 15 year, I like that idea, pays off faster. So I'm kind of supporting your move here. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and these in certain times that we find ourselves in, you know, it's natural for investors to be pretty nervous, to be unsure what they're supposed to be doing. And, you know, looking at the valuation, the risk of their portfolios. It's, you should be doing that, and you should to try to determine what your risk tolerance is. How much risk do you really want to take? Do you know how much risk you're really taking? We need to, you need to find out. My advice is take our free risk questionnaire at investtalk.com, investtalk.com. It is called Riskalyze. Justin and I can use results to develop a strategy that works best for you and your portfolio. So look for Riskalyze at investtalk.com. And now we're taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART. It's been another Investor Friday, and we've all seen the market move up, down, and all around. It's called volatility, and you'll have investment and finance questions for Steve and Justin. They welcome your calls now. Invest Talk. 888 chart 888-992-4278. I usually on Fridays go over some uh, the benchmark numbers. Two-year Treasury yield is at 0.14. 10-year Treasury yield at 0.74. So it's a good uh, widespread yield difference there. And you always look, it's important that the two and 10-year are, are, have a proper spread between them. When the two-year... Uh, yield is higher than the 10-year, usually you go into recession. You're going into recession down the road. Gold price at $19.02 per ounce, $1,902. Oil was selling at $40 a barrel, same as it was last week. 
And the national average for a gallon of gasoline, $2.17. California, $3.19. In Texas, it's $1.86. Those would be good old times for here, uh, us here in California. So gasoline, a national average is two sixty-five. Okay, um, so, you know, it's been two sixty-five a year ago. Sorry, that was a year ago. Now it's two seventeen, so it's gone down. Let's go to Michael. Let's go to Nigel. Who wants to talk about Verizon. Mike. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I love your show. Thank you. Uh, my question is, I've been wa- watching Verizon for a while. I was thinking about purchasing, but it's uh, slowly gone down over the last month. It's gone down about uh, $3 or so. And mm-hmm. um, I think some of the news of the 5G not being ready to roll quite yet has hurt all of the cell phone companies. Um, what do you think about that? Well, I think it's just going to give you an opportunity to pick it up uh, cheaper, and it pays a 4.3% dividend. Um, Verizon is one of, is, is probably the, the better of the two. You've got AT&T and Verizon. And I would suggest AT&T pays a higher dividend, but I think Verizon is a better-run co- company. Um, I think you want to be if – you, if you're looking for dividend income, I don't think you can go wrong with either one of them. Uh, if you're looking for growth, neither one of them is going to grow. Really, they're really not, uh, because they have most of the market locked up between the two of them. I mean, there's others, but small players compared to these guys. So I think you want to buy it when it's inexpensive. And what is inexpensive in the low 50s? That's when it's cheap. It got to the high 40s, 48, 49 in March at the bottom of the COVID correction, the COVID bear market. And so it's just pulling back. I don't think you need to worry about it. it. It's one of those stocks you can probably put in your drawer and ignore it, and you'll do fine. Appreciate the call. Okay, thank you. That was Verizon, everybody. VZ. If you don't know who Verizon is, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you've been. Let's talk to Steven in Seattle. How you doing, Steven? Hey, buddy. How you doing, Steve? I'm good. Thanks for the call. All right. Thanks for taking my call. All right. I have a question about Nintendo. I was trying to think if I should invest very big into them because last year in June, their earnings were in June 30th, 2019, it was 172,000 yen. And in June 30th, 2020, 358 yen, million yen. So I was just trying to see uh, if that's a good investment. Also, they have over 26 million paid uh online uh nintendo switch members now uh reported in september and they have a new earnings coming out in november 5th and i think it is going to go up very much so so i'm just trying to see if you think it's a good time to get in now if you think it's a good investment or not or just a good strategy to go out there well on my newsletter today uh one of the stocks i recommended was in the same sphere as nintendo and that's just stock idea so i like the area this time of year especially before christmas holiday this is usually when their earnings just start to pick up and their sales growth grew from 45 percent in the may march quarter to that was 45 percent growth to the june quarter of 108 and with this COVID thing worldwide and everybody more and more and more people looking for entertainment and, and Gaming is there, the biggest one. I, I, I kind of like the idea. Now, this stock has run up. It was a low of 37 at the bottom of March, where, and then now it's at 66. So it's almost doubled. But they're going to make $3.33 next next uh, next year. 
And that means it's about a 20, uh, a 20, 21 PE, which is not bad for when your sales are growing 45 to 100%. Uh, I don't think that's un unreasonable price. I don't. So I do like the sphere and the idea. And, you know, you're talking about a company that's $65 billion size. It's not small. So uh, I, I, I do think you look for a place to get in, yes. Now, I've been trading sideways for almost two months. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. You know, if, if you buy stock and think it's going to go up immediately, you're in, the wrong, you're in the wrong business because that doesn't happen. That's rare that you pick it just before it starts to rise. That doesn't happen. Uh, so I, I think that looks like it's basing to me going sideways, and I think it's going to have another run up, personally speaking. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Stephen. Thanks. It's the end of the era for an uh, iconic diet soda drink. Tab by Coca-Cola. It's not for Tab. There, if not for Tab, there wouldn't have been a Diet Coke. Okay, this Coca-Cola company, right? So after we go to break, here's my trivia question. In what year was Coke's Tab product first offered for sale? And if you had purchased one share of Coca-Cola stock for $40 at its IPO in 1990, what kind of value would that single share have today? I'll have the answer back right after the break. I'll have it. 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay. Why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally. First with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value. So your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this. So, don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com slash today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. 
The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. You are listening to Invest Talk. It's Friday. The weekend is almost here. And Steve Peasley is on duty now, taking your finance and investment questions live. Call Invest Talk 888 99Chart. Okay, before the break, I had a trivia question. In what year was Coke's Tab, the Tab product? Probably mostly, maybe not even remember it. I remember it well. That was their first Diet Coke, Diet type of Coke. It's called Tab. Um, and. Um, Okay, so what year was the first offer for sale? And if you bought a share of Coca-Cola way back then, way back when, what would it be worth now? One share. It was $40 a share when it came out on IPO. So Tab, Diet Soda, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, it had no calories. That was the big thing, but it tasted kind of poor. It doesn't taste very good. But it will disappear by the end of the year. One of several drinks Coca-Cola is dropping to focus on beverages with more popularity or potential. Tab was first offered for sale in 1963. That was 57 years ago. In 1919, the Coca-Cola company was purchased by a group of investors for $25 million and incorporated in Delaware. Coca-Cola initial public offering, IPO, was on September 5th, 1919. 1919. The symbol was KO. Shares of the company were first sold at $40 each with 500,000 shares offered. That was a tender offer. That's how many shares were in the float at that time. Okay, so that's what that means. Okay, um, okay. so after splits, stock splits, that one share would have turned into 9,216 shares today. Multiplying 9216 by today's Coca-Cola price of $50.20, you come up with $462,000, $462,643. So that one share, of course, that was a long time ago. Now, th- looking at things this way, had your ancestor invested $1,000 in Coca-Cola IPO, they would have ha- received 25 shares. And after splits and all the other things, they would be worth about $12 million today. But what about the dividends? That's not taking consideration of the dividends. Coca-Cola is a true dividend king. The company has paid a dividend every quarter since 1920 and has increased the dividend for 55 straight years. So maybe you should go through uh, the old trunks or cabinets in your family's attic and see if there's any old Coca-Cola stock certificates. You know, uh, I heard that Warren Buffett makes more money and in the, in the dividend each quarter than the amount of money that he invested in Coca-Cola when he first bought it. He makes it every quarter. 
Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's the power of dividends. I mean, you dividend payers over time really do well. Okay, let's grab a quick voicemail question, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Stephen Justin. This is Stephen from Lubbock, Texas. Had a question for you guys on SHLX and PSXP, Shell and Phillips. The SHLX stock has a dividend yield of 15.14, and PSXP has a dividend yield of 20.04. And I'm curious, is that something you guys see them being able to hold? I was looking through all of my different positions in different companies, and those are the two highest uh, dividend yields of anything I have, and it's just so high it makes me wonder if that's something I should put more money in just because of that, if those dividends are secure. I look forward to your guys' answer. Thanks a lot. Bye. Well, there's the question, right? I mean, are the dividends secure? And even about ExxonMobil, I mean, the earnings are not very good. They're going to be down this year before the recovery. Uh, this year, uh, Shell's and Midstream Partners, is, it's an engaged in crude oil transportation and storage in Texas and Louisiana. That's a much more volatile kind of uh, industry, $3.6 billion company. Uh, I don't think you can rely on the dividend, 19.6%, because they're not making that, that kind of money to be able they, – they could probably support it because they have put $2.51 cash flow, but a 20% dividend is, you know, it's $1.80 plus. They're only going to make $1.61 this year. They have a cash flow of $2.51. So, and I, I don't think you should rely on that. I really don't. It's too high. Remember when something's too good? It's too good. It's too good to be true. That means it is. So I wouldn't rely on that. I really wouldn't. My focus point today concerns the story. COVID-19 pandemic has made open enrollment research critical. So let me look at this for you now. Let's take a quick look. Um, open, open, open enrollment starts in October, goes to December. And that means enrolling in the healthcare plans, everybody. That's what they were talking about. Enrolling yourself into healthcare plan. And you need to look at them because there's been so many changes. Higher deductibles, higher payouts. You know how much money the average uh, health insurance, private health insurance plan costs? How much? About $21,000 a year. So it's very expensive to, to, to you know, if you're going to pay that kind of money, $21,342, according to this uh, article I'm reading, and that was according to Kaiser Family Foundation. So, you you know, and their deductibles and coverages are squeezing, deductibles are going out. The average worker paid $5,588 toward the cost of their coverage, and the employer has picked up the rest. I don't think people realize how much that costs when employers pay for your health insurance. What I do for my employees, and I know they don't know. I mean, they don't realize it. I tell them, I'm, you know, I make sure that you know this. Your health insurance is very expensive. I don't mind paying it. I just want to. Know, I just want you to be aware of it. That is very costly. Okay, what's the average deductible out there? Sixteen hundred forty-four dollars, and it's going up. So, you really, you know, try to. You got to try to save money here. You can use a health savings account, HSA. You can you can use an FSA, a health FSA account. There's things you can do to put money aside to help pay for all the health care out-of-pocket expenses you have. 
And those are things you should consider. But basically what I'm suggesting is that there's the sign-up period, and all these plans have different options. And usually employers, I know I do, I let my employees pick what option they want. You know, um, and you'd be surprised. They don't always pick the most expensive one. They don't. So, but you need to take a look at these plans. There's changes in you know, it's it's a nightmare because I was just reading our plan today, the new offerings. It's like, gosh, you know, how, how does anybody com- know? If you're not in that business, how do you know? Is this a better plan or a worse plan? You know, you're just relying on them to tell you it is or it isn't. Because trying to read the fine print, forget it. It's not, it's not happening. Now, as you probably noticed, we get investor questions from all over America and sometimes all over the world. Here comes one from a listener in Minnesota. Yeah, hi, Justin. This is Will from Minnesota, and I have a question about Enterprise Products Partners. I'm curious to know what you think of that stock right now. Secondly, how you look at potential exits from that. So if it makes a run, what price point would you look to sell or take money off the table? Thank you much. Love the show. Bye-bye. Okay, Enterprise Products Partnership is a $17.21 stock. They're going to make $2.04 this year, $1.92 next year, pays about a 10% dividend. Okay, so um, this is an MLP, Master Limited Partnership, engaged in natural gas liquid fractations, fractionation, fractations, I don't know how to say that, Uh, and transportation storage of natural gas. Um, so, sales are going down, been going down for two years in a row. Cheap, the stock is cheap at $17 a share, making two hundred four this year, $1.92 next year. 10% dividend is easy, they can pay it, have good cash flow, but these dividends are pretty volatile for these kinds of companies. Now, this company was selling for about uh, $26, $27 last year, beginning of this year. End of last year, beginning of this year, that's that's the peak. I don't think it's going much higher than that. Okay, uh, it bottomed at 15 in in September, back in the March lows for the whole market, it was 11. So um, I think that if you get up to in the mid 20, 20s, 25, 26, and I'd take profits. I would. E P D. I wouldn't be in it because I don't like the master limited partnerships. Hey, check out the tax, the tax treatments for the dividends. You know, what what you have to pay, what taxes you have to pay. Okay. The KPP premium newsletter was distributed today to subscribers everywhere and is usually full of information, packed. I try to pack it up there. The market conditions section at the very beginning, the highly anticipated large economic stimulus package debated in Congress was stalled again this week. This development was a definite disappointment. There was a jump uh, higher. There was a jump in the initial jobless claims, so 898,000, 845, when they expected 845,000. Uh, you know, it was just not a good news week until today. Today, there was pretty decent news. You know, we had uh, retail sales was very strong today. Uh, there's some good news in COVID-19 is that the in the death rate is declining. Uh, this is helped by a better understanding of the disease, improved treatments, 
you know, there's been improvement in treatments all along, and they're coming along pretty fast, surprisingly so. I mean, I'm, I know because they're pouring a ton of money in, you would hope they get results, and we are getting some results. So even though we are increasing in cases, the death rate seems to be falling. I think investors, investors, are waiting for that magic bullet, the vaccine. I think that's what they're waiting for. There are many formulations out there that uh, uh, that they're, that that are in phase three trials at the FDA, and I'm sure by next year many are expected to be available. Pfizer announced they will apply for emergency use of their vaccine candidate in late November. So it wasn't all bad news. You know, the it, retail sales made me feel better. It's up 1.9 percent, by the way. That's what it was. Portfolio management section. The basic definition of value for a financial asset is the present value of future cash flow. That's the basic definition of value. The present value of future cash flow. So there's two components of this. Present value is simpler of the two. It is, you got to know what the present value is, and it's, it's an input and an interest rate related thing. The most commonly referenced interest rate is the 10-year treasury. But one can argue we'll use other rates. Future cash flows are by far more complex. Many times those numbers are merely projections. When it comes to a simple fixed income instrument, it's easy to project cash flows because the interest payments are predefined. Therefore, the biggest variable that must be determined is likely cost of defaults, loss of cash flow. That's the biggest risk. And I explain more details in the newsletter because it is kind of a difficult concept for most people. But really, that's what you're buying stocks for, aren't you? How much, uh, how much is future earnings in today's dollars? How much is this stock worth today based on its future earnings? Okay, and f- if it's paying a dividend, future dividend payments. How much is that stock worth today in today's cash? It, it, it can get complex. <laughs> it can get very complex. Anyways, a couple of stock ideas out there. I mentioned that one was in the uh, gaming industry, one of the bigger ones. Uh, I kind of like, you know, what they were doing. They paid a 2.4% dividend. Um, that was a chip maker. I talked about the biggest chip maker also. So the gaming and chip maker was the two I discussed today. Um, the gaming company was growing at 21%. Its revenues were growing 21%. Pretty darn good. And, you know, all with COVID-related. I name names in the newsletter, so I just don't, I just don't give them out over the air, and I'm not supposed to. <laughs> you know, so I don't want to get in trouble with California or the SEC. 888-99-CHART is our number, 888-992-4278. But one more thing in the, the Black, uh, in the Consumer Watch, I talked about Black Friday, this year's Black Friday sales. You know, it's the day after Thanksgiving, Friday. After Thanksgiving. Walmart is going to spread that out over like over three weekends. I think they call it, what they called it, uh, what do they call it? Black Friday, I don't know. All because of the COVID, Right. So they're worried about COVID. Uh, yeah, it's called Black Friday Deals for Days. Okay, Black Friday Deals for Days at Walmart. I think uh, many companies are going to, because they don't want the crowds, and they know people don't want to be around a lot of crowds for obvious reasons. 
So they're trying to make do with something else, do more of online purchasing or spread the, the sales over a longer period of time so you don't have to go there and push your way through a crowd. That's the, that's the, that's the idea. Okay, we got a, a live caller, Sandra. If you'll hold on after a break, I really appreciate it. Got to take a break. 888-99-CHARGE is our number, 888-992-4278. So, Sandra, from Washington, D.C., you'll be up next. This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Sandra Washington, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Um, thank you for waiting. Appreciate it. About, oh, yeah, no problem. I wanted to call about Be Limited, um, ticker symbol FE. I've read a lot about it, the payment system, shopping, and I was curious to know your thoughts on the possible entry point and what you think about the company in general, considering that a lot of people are saying that this could be the next Amazon of Southeast Asia. Okay. This is C Limited, S-E-A. C Limited, it's, um, where's it at? Singapore. Not a Singapore. Singapore-based company develops an internet platform consisting of digital entertainment and e-commerce. They haven't made any money yet. They continue to lose money, but their sales growth is well over 100% every quarter for for two years. 100% over 100% sales growth per two years. So it's a high volatile, high risk play, selling for $165 a share. So. This is one of those stocks that you're, it's a momentum, and you buy it for the momentum. Um, and you buy it for, if it ever gets down to about 150 bucks, that would be a great buy. But that would be the 50-day moving average, and it hasn't touched the 50-day moving average since the 1st of April. It's always stayed above it. It's gotten close, but always stayed above it. Right now, that's 150 bucks. Personally, if you really wanted to get into it, I'd probably go ahead and buy a position now because you're just rolling the dice no matter what you're doing no matter if you wait for that 150 or not. So if you really want to get in it, I just go ahead and buy it. Buy some now. Don't overload it, though. Don't buy too much of any one stock. Good luck, Sandra. hope it works for you. John, Santa Cruz. How are you doing, John? Good, Steve. How are you? Good. Did you call me this morning? I think I saw a call. Did you leave a message? Yeah, I didn't I see did. a message. Yeah, yeah, I did, but that's okay. <laughs> no problem. Um, Sorry. I'll probably try calling you next week, but I, I want oh, to Oh, next week you, I'm going to be on uh, vacation. Oh, okay. This morning. Okay. When will you be back? When will you be back? I'll be back um, a week from Monday. Okay. Going to All Texas, right, well. <laughs> visit relatives. <laughs> okay, well, I hope you have a good one. Um, I guess I'm a, I might be the last caller today, but uh, I wanted to ask you, I, I had a preferred that... that uh, uh, digital Realty, which was called, so I've got some cash, and uh, I'd like to invest that money uh, in something else that will pay a nice dividend. I'm looking at uh, BNS, and uh, I don't have any bank stocks, so I was thinking that might be a good one. Uh, 
I'm told and I've read that they've been paying out their dividend for 187 years. So I don't know if they've ever cut it during that time. I, I don't think they have, and I don't think they will. It's a $42 stock. Bank of Nova Scotia, everybody, BNS, Canadian-based international bank operating through 3,100 branches in over 40 countries worldwide. It's a $51 billion company. For, as I said, $42 stock. They're going to make $4.39 next year. That means 10 PE. Now, you would think, well, that's pretty reasonable, but they've always had a very low PE. I mean, in the last five years, they ranged 5 to 10 P.E. That's the highest P.E. it's been in the last five years. You buy it for the dividend, the 6.4% dividend that it's paying, and it will have no problem paying it. Cash flow is over $8 per share. So, and, you know, they'll have no trouble paying that dividend. Uh, it's going to be, what well, it's less than about 40% payout ratio, and we like buying them under 60, so you got lots of room. I, I think it's a good a good bank to own. It's a, a good one to put in your portfolio. Sales have fallen in the last couple of quarters, but they'll turn around. They'll turn around by next year. So, John, I think it's a good one. To, if you don't have any bank stocks, this would be a good one to put in. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. I'm Steve Peasley, everybody. And guess what? This completes another Invest Talk program. We're already over. I'm on vacation. I will return a week from today, though. I will. I'll be flying back uh, that day, and so I should be able to do the show, and I'll be there. And I'll probably give highlights of the latest KPP premium newsletter. You probably think I'm on vacation. I don't work, but I do. In the meantime, please tell your friends and family members that they can choose from over 100 archived InvestTalk podcasts, all free. Download it from iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or InvestTalk.com. And remember, we also stream the program live each weekday, the 4 o'clock hour Pacific time on InvestTalk.com. Independent thinking, shared success. This is Invest Talk. Have a great weekend. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 